today's show, we're going to dig into some retirement planning errors to avoid and offer tips to potentially help correct them. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam You're listening to Your Retirement with Sam Duell of Duell Financial Strategies. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton, and in our studio we have retirement specialist Luke Van Abel along with Sam. And uh, remember that uh, you can get your uh, retirement lifestyle review, no cost, no obligation, by giving them a call at 866-203-7486 because it is your retirement. And they serve the Fox Valley very well. And Sam, uh, how are we doing today? Uh, You and Luke doing well? Yeah, doing great today, Chuck. Okay. Yeah, we're doing wonderful. Excellent. Life is, life is good. All right, well, that's good because we've got to make some decisions here on this first segment because uh, retirement planning, as we all know, is not an easy task. And generally, the uh, right plan is about uh, timing, opportunity, and maybe not following some of the myths that can destroy your retirement. And I think you guys are going to go over some of these things uh, about the myths and how to avoid them uh, as you are uh, trying to avoid the errors in retirement planning. And I guess, number one, we should say that you better have a plan because there's a mistake if you don't have one, right? Yeah, absolutely true, Chuck. You know, you you can't just have this pile of money and pick away at it and hope that it lasts in retirement. That's just not how it works. You've got to have some sort of a cohesive plan. Uh, And you have to start the process with that plan. I believe that's one of the biggest retirement mistakes that we see people make. And, you know, Chuck, we see people come in the, into the offices all the time that have, you know, they've paid $1,500 at some point in time to have some big box firm run this quote unquote retirement plan for them. And it's, it's in this nice binder, 175 pages of beautiful, colorful charts and graphs. And there isn't an ounce of planning inside of it. It's, yeah. it's all just kind of speculation. Uh, so, get into some real hardcore retirement planning. This doesn't have to be quantum physics. It does not have to be, um, you know, theory of relativity stuff. It just needs to be coordinated towards your lifestyle and the plan that will get you where you want to be and through retirement. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Uh, it should be so much common sense. It, and it, but I think that a lot of people get intimidated until they come and sit down with you guys and uh, get everything straightened in straight talk because I think there's always been a – uh, a real uh, misconception that, uh, boy, I can't understand this stuff. What are they talking about here? Uh, well, first of all, I don't even know how much money I need to retire, and that's something you can help with as well because people just don't have any idea of how their lifestyle is going to change from the working world into retirement. Absolutely. One of the, the pieces that's involved in retirement planning is knowing how much you're going to need to retire because the closer you get to retirement, the more that becomes important. Um, So you want to look at things like, you know, what's your current salary, adding up the expenses that you think you're going to have in retirement as well, and including medical costs. That's a big unknown. Um, And then meeting with an advisor to determine and calculate how much you're going to need to comfortably live to maintain that lifestyle in retirement. Because oftentimes people will hear, you know, we need just a percentage of, you know, what they've been living on in the past. But what we find is that most people do not want to take, you know, a 20% decrease in their lifestyle and make 20% of the things in their life go away. 
Yeah, that's a big one. It's oh, when you retire, you're gonna you're only gonna need whatever you know, thirty five, twenty five, thirty five percent less than what you did when you were working. Well, I haven't met that person yet, Luke. I'm still right. waiting for him to come in and say, really, yeah, this is how much I live on now, and I really think I can live on thirty five percent less. Right. That's one of the myths, Chuck. That's yeah. that's that's one of those big myths. Is that that's what's going to happen, and <laughs> you know, it just ain't so. Well, you know, one of the other big myths, and this is just an aside here before we talk about something important like making sure you've got your beneficiaries in order, the designations thereof, is that uh, you're, I'm under the uh, concept right now that I'm going to have to pay more taxes. A lot of people are under the impression that they uh, will be having to pay less taxes in retirement. That may not be true, but that's that's for another time. And I know that uh, depending on your investments, uh, you've got money in an IRA or 401k. Remember, you got to pay those taxes on that. But uh, what about another mistake that people make uh, for various and sundry reasons? Maybe they've gone through uh, changes in spouse, and uh, for whatever reason, they don't have the correct beneficiary designations when it comes to uh, who's going to get their money when they uh, are deceased. Huge mistake, and it's one of those things that typically people do that, and it's almost kind of like a one-and-done thing. You know, you, you name those beneficiaries because uh, – the instrument that you have that is going to pass the majority of your money onto a next generation or onto a spouse is almost always an IRA or a 401k. And when you open an account like that, you name your beneficiaries at that time as to who you want to have receive it at your passing. So that IRA, 401k, 403b, any of those qualified retirement plans, those do not pass through your will. Unless it has been specifically set up, those will not pass through your trust. They are what we call will substitutes. So you've got to make sure uh, at a minimum uh, every couple of years you need to be uh, checking and making sure that those beneficiaries are correct. And by all means, if there's any sort of a life-changing event that you have, you've got to fix those. I mean, we Luke, we've seen too many cases throughout the years right. where people didn't fix it and it was a disaster or the money went somewhere where it was not supposed to go. Well, absolutely. Okay, let's talk a little bit more with Sam Duell and uh, Luke Van Abel about uh, you know, retirement mistakes that they don't and we don't want you to make. And uh, uh, one of those is you're still working and you're uh, heading toward retirement. You've got a nice 401k plan at your uh, place of employment, but uh, you have failed to take uh, the employer match or uh, try to maximize your own 401k uh, savings. Right. If your employer offers a match on your 401k contributions, meaning if you put in 3%, they're going to match 3%, or maybe it's 50 cents on the dollar, you got to put six to get get that three. You're leaving free money on the table if you're not doing that on a regular basis. Absolutely. So make sure that you are um, contributing at least that minimum amount to get the match. Um Otherwise, again, you're leaving that money on the table, and and that you know it's a guaranteed return on your money. If you yeah. look at it that way too. Everybody wants something free, and then they don't take the free when it's right in front of them. Like That's that. right. <laughs> That's right. Now, here's another one for you, gentlemen. Uh, is there really anybody today that believes that they can rely on their Social Security benefits and Social Security benefits alone to retire and have enough? Well. I hope not. You know, we get a lot of people that come in that live very conservative lifestyles because of being here in the Fox Valley, Chuck. But uh, even at that, Social Security, unless you are a married couple and you've both had really good jobs and you've got high earning, high uh, uh, Social Security earnings credits, and you're going to wait until you're 70 years old, it's pretty darn hard 
to live just on Social Security. Uh, and, you know, the, it begs the question, Chuck, you've got a retirement savings account. You worked hard your whole life. I mean, if, if, if all you have is the Social Security, well, then it is what it is. But otherwise, why why would you, you know, why would you scrimp and 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 deny yourself uh to just try to live on social security it's a wonderful um it's a wonderful piece of retirement it's a great source of of guaranteed income it's like a government uh guaranteed fixed annuity but in most cases it's not going to be the end-all be-all and there are you know costs and risks that come along with just relying on social security as well and we know that you know over half of people take it right away at 62 yeah so they're not maximizing the benefit at age 70 when they're going to have you know 132 percent of their full retirement benefit yeah they're taking a significant reduction and then try living on just that yes well i know a lot of people love to work until they uh may uh, drop but uh believing you'll never retire is that realistic i think that if you're not planning properly you might think you can work forever you know, it's a lot of people love their career. A lot of people like what they do, and and they can't imagine it without uh, you know without working. But the reality of it is, um, are you going to be able to keep pace uh, in that workplace? Because at some point in time, it's it's going to wane. And the other thing, Chuck, it, you know, unfortunately, that we see happen today is at some point in time, you're probably going to get uh, you're going to get outsourced in that someone that is younger, faster, and cheaper is going to come along and at that point in time you're you're going to be retired sometimes we've seen cases where people were retired uh before they wanted to retire but again it comes down to it hey you know if you just really want that uh if you really like that grind you like that then you know retire enjoy your lifestyle work on your terms and volunteer do something like that that you would really enjoy doing it doesn't have to be going to that job every day Okay, we're talking about uh, retirement mistakes that we do not want you to make here uh, with the Dual Financial Strategies with Sam Dual and Luke Van Abel. And as we wrap up this segment, uh, not planning for medical expenses, boy, that is a red flag. And uh, also having unrealistic expectations for your retirement. You've got to be realistic. You do, for sure. Uh, I think that that medical expenses sometimes surprise people. Uh, And what we're talking about there is as you get later in life, those expenses that could be related to chronic care or chronic illness care, you have to stay at home. Um, People just don't understand that Medicare doesn't cover that. The Medicare supplements don't cover those things. You have to plan ahead because that's the most significant danger you face. And then, yeah, Chuck, unrealistic expectations. You've got to really put some honest thought into this. And this is one of the things that we're going to start talking to you about when you come in for your retirement lifestyle review is what kind of lifestyle you want your travel plans your business goals whether you're planning on helping children or grandchildren and then a realistic retirement budget can be drafted that assesses whether you need to make us sacrifices now or if you will be able to achieve your future financial goals absolutely and so uh, you're uh, at uh, your client's service right yeah, we just want to have a conversation with you. That's what we're really looking to do here at this point in time. We're really just looking to sit down and have that conversation with you to kind of start putting all the pieces of the financial puzzle together for you. If you have unrealistic expectations, let's uncover those. If you can go ahead and retire now, then let's start putting that into motion as well. We've got a lot of ability to be able to get things done for you efficiently, to be able to get them done well. So we can do that. We can continue this education process with you and we can get you into the retirement that you deserve. 
All right, so get your retirement lifestyle review, no cost, no obligation, by calling Sam and his team at uh, Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486, and you will get the straight talk that you deserve because it is your retirement. Remember, give Sam a call at 866-203-7486. Well, this segment ran quickly. What's coming up next? Next, we're going to talk about phased retirement. Now, that's a concept that's gaining momentum and popularity. But what is it, and should you be asking your employer about it? We'll explore phased retirement when we come right back. And this is Your Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton, along with uh, Sam Duell, uh, who is the uh, the man on the scene, uh, the uh, man for whom Duell Financial Strategies, uh, he's got a lot of experience, and he has uh, his retirement uh, specialist, Luke Van Abel, uh, in studio with us. And remember that you can get that retirement lifestyle review by giving them a call at 866-203-7486. Well, I know about the phases of the moon, gentlemen, <laughs> but I don't know much about the term phased retirement. And maybe some of our listeners uh, don't either, but uh, you're not alone out there. As I said, I don't know about it, and I have been partially retired for a while. So uh, you guys are going to tell us a little bit about uh, what you should and shouldn't be contemplating and what it exactly is. Uh, what are you asking your employer to do? Maybe you want to work a little less, so let's dig in and see if it'll work for you. So first of all, Sam, give me the designation, uh, the, uh, the definition of uh, what phased retirement is. Sure. And this comes from the Professional Journal Society for Human Resource Management. And basically, phased retirement is what it sounds like it would be. It allows older employees to reduce work hours gradually, creating, you know, kind of a slow transition into retirement rather than just a sudden departure from the workforce. So in addition to reducing work hours over time, these programs include initiating a partial drawdown of retirement funds from defined contribution or defined benefit retirement plans. And we do have multiple corporations around here that have that uh, one that comes to mind immediately uh, is Aaron's, you know, over in sure. Brilliant. Um, for some folks that are there, they have what they call the Sunset Program, uh, and that allows. That's exactly what that is. That is a phased retirement. So if you're not just wanting to jump out of retirement, this could be a great option for you, Chuck. Yeah, I think that's uh, something uh, that may be scary to some people that they say, uh, and maybe they don't have a choice in it. Maybe the employer comes and says, uh, as you mentioned before, we want to train somebody to do your job, and maybe the stresses and strains of a 40-hour work week are just all fine with you to kind of phase down to maybe 20 hours. So, But you'd have to fill that other time with uh, trying to figure out what retirement's going to be like. So that basically means practice makes perfect uh, uh, when you can kind of transition, right? And you, you now have to fill some of those hours that you were working with some retirement plans. Absolutely. You know, retirement is one of the biggest life transitions that you'll make over your lifetime. And whether you're talking about, you know, playing a sport, you know, running a business, basic life skills, you know, humans perform better when we achieve more successful outcomes when we've had the opportunity to practice that skill. So if you're able to start to step back and ease up on the hours, you get to practice a little bit of what it's gonna be like to be fully retired and realize that, you know, the employers out there, um, you know, there's a shortage of employees right now. So, 
you're kind of in the driver's seat a little bit with, with the request to ask to step back a little bit because in most cases they don't want to lose you from their team. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, very good point. And uh, that's the voice of uh, Luke Bynabel of uh, Dual Financial Services. He and Sam Dual are at your service. So is Andy Schooler, uh, for that matter, because it is your retirement. And phased retirement, uh, well, one thing you can do, uh, this is obvious, unless you're going to be a, a real spender, is that uh, you can minimize your retirement funds, the use of them, uh, when you kind of uh, phase into it rather than the jump fully into retirement, right? Absolutely. It, it allows you to just kind of slowly pull on both sides of that. You've got this income coming in. You can fill any supplemental gaps with your uh, with your retirement funds. That's what we would call discretionary income. Um, and it's a great way to do it. It's also a great way, Chuck, to kind of figure out how is this retirement thing going to feel? You know, you just you're just kind of easing into it, but you can stretch those resources and again, be as efficient as you possibly can be with it. Okay, you need to get that uh, retirement lifestyle review, though, and think about all those different things because it's a physical thing when you're not working as much, but it also can be a mental thing. And 866-203-7486 is the way you can reach Sam, Luke, and Andy, and the entire team at Dual Financial Strategies because we talk about uh, the uh, physical time that you have on your hands, but what does it do to you mentally when you're uh, kind of phasing into retirement, gentlemen? Oh, man, the stress that... It will put on some people um, just thinking about this time in their life where they're essentially going to be voluntarily unemployed, no longer having that regular paycheck coming in. And over and over, Sam, we see people that have quite a bit of insecurity around, you know, the amount of money that they have saved and, you know, feeling, you know, not prepared for yes. retirement. Yes. So, um you know, having a continued source of outside earned income, you know, coming from part-time employment will help reduce some of that stress yeah. and pressure. Reduces um, anxiety. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now we've talked about the employees, people out there that work for somebody. Now let's turn our attention to people uh, who employ people, the uh, owners of business, because I think sometimes they get... Uh, uh, disregarded a bit. And maybe, Sam, you're in this situation. I mean, I know you're not close to retirement, but someday uh, there'll have to be a succession plan. Who's going to be running your business there when you decide to retire? And employers that are out there have to think about it as well. So succession planning is important. Oh, absolutely. Especially if, you know, if you're a, a key, key employee um, and you have done things for that company for 35 years, you have a knowledge base that you're not aware of. You don't realize the, the, the depth and the breadth of the knowledge base that you have. And that's not something that you can just throw someone else into that position. So employers, we find are greatly appreciative of the ability to be able to bring someone in to transition them into your position as you are transitioned out uh, and you know the complexity of some of the machinery and things that are ran especially in our area in the in the printing and the the paper production and things of that nature today uh, these again are not just jobs that you can just replace somebody in so we find employers are very very receptive to uh, to phased you know, phased out retirements uh, because it gives them the ability to maintain the integrity of their operation as well so that there's no, you know, there's no herky-jerky motions within a company. Yeah, that's a very, very important uh, uh 
thing to talk about and an entity to realize. And then uh, when you're kind of phasing into retirement, uh, you've got to think about uh, the ramifications of uh, potential reduction of Social Security benefits because uh, uh, that can be something that uh, can hurt you in the pocketbook, obviously, if you're not getting your uh, uh, rightful amount and not planning properly. Exactly. So if you're, you know, planning to just fully step away from the job and maybe collect Social Security in your early 60s, as we talked about earlier, there's a reduction in in the payment that you're going to receive every month, every year for the rest of your retirement. So by having that phased approach, maybe that allows you to, you know, cover the expenses um, for a few more years or get you to that full retirement age so that you've got a, a higher Social Security benefit. For the rest of retirement yeah well listen uh we're talking about phased retirement like kind of easing into retirement but uh, really and truly there could be a lot of people out there that aren't fans of that uh, that they want to just cut it off or they want to work till they want to work and uh, when they do want to stop whatever age it's going to be they will stop cold turkey and uh, so a lot of people aren't the fans of phased retirement you know, the nice thing about it, Chuck, is that it's something you can do or you can not do. Uh, as I said before, some companies have formal arrangements. There are companies in our area uh, that have an actual formal arrangement uh, for people to be able to do a phased out or a, you know, a sunset uh, plan like that. Um, some people take advantage of it. Some people don't. Uh, some advisors, financial advisors, aren't big fans of it. They're, you know, they're afraid that people would retire too early and potentially run out of savings. But um, I guess I would have to put that back on the financial advisor, Luke, and say, well, then I guess you need to do your job because exactly. that's, it's your job right. to do the planning up front and to make sure that's okay. And, uh, you know, Chuck, sometimes as financial advisors, uh, people talk about, you know, they, they think it's all about the money and the investing and things like that. And really what uh, Luke and Andy and I do on a daily basis, a lot of times is much more uh, psychological and a lot more emotionally based working with people than it is numbers based um, by by just talking to you. And it's not it's not our job to be your best friend in all of this. It's our job to be your family's chief financial officer. And if you are unrealistic in your expectations or you're going to retire too early and this is going to have a negative effect on your uh, on your account, then it's our job to talk to you about that as well. Well, that's the thing I love about what you do uh, for your clients uh, here at Dual Financial Strategies is because if people are on the fence, they don't realize uh, what uh, they may not know all the ramifications. You can point everything out. And that's why talking to a professionals like yourselves, you, Luke and Andy are, uh, you know, it will make you successful that way because there's a lot of things that you can point out to people that they hadn't thought about. Yeah, absolutely. So and, you know, we do have to we do have to acknowledge Chuck that because of the services that we offer because we are so highly recognized uh, in the area of only doing retirement planning we're so highly recognized in the area uh, of being so cognizant of efficient tax planning and doing that for people um, we do tend to attract a more affluent client uh, you know we find people coming in to see us that have saved five hundred thousand dollars for retirement have saved seven hundred and fifty thousand one point two million dollars that tends to be the people that come in and see us. We never discourage anyone from coming in to see us because of the amount of money that you've saved. But what we talk about when we're talking about these concepts like uh, phased retirement, when we're talking about these concepts of having very tax efficient um, uh, ways of drawing money out of accounts, we are talking uh, about a skill set that is uh, extraordinarily high and extraordinarily removed from the average advisor that's out there today. So therefore, we tend to uh, 
attract and cater to the more fluent audience at 500750 and in excess of a million dollars. But if you're out there and you really want to talk about these things, we certainly will sit down and take the time with you. We'll go through the Retirement Lifestyle Review with you. You know, Chuck, we should uh, we should mention uh, when we headed off to the break here in a minute that uh, we can get them a copy of the book. You know, I wrote that book last year, uh, Purpose Determines Placement, and that we found that to be a great tutorial for people that are kind of headed into retirement because it's that nine-step guide to see you to and through retirement, nice little workbook section at the end of each chapter. Um, so, you know, just give us a buzz. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to see you. Um, but, you know, as, as, as uh, Albert Einstein once said, vision without execution is hallucination. So we can talk about these topics on the radio until we're blue in the face. Uh, and, and you can sit there on the other side of the speaker and you can nod your head and agree with what you're saying. But until you pick up the phone, and you actually come and sit in our offices and we talk about what you want to do, whether it's a, a phased retirement or whatever the case might be. Um, if you never execute on what you want to do, then it's simply a hallucination. Absolutely. And the way you can get a hold of Sam and his team is to call 866-203-7486. You'll get the straight talk on retirement planning because that's what they do well. And you'll also get a copy of Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement. Again, make that uh, phone call to get your retirement lifestyle review. They'll be uh, right there with you, tell you what you want to hear, tell you what you may not want to hear if you're not planning properly. They'll put you on the right path. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Because after all, this is what the program's all about. It's your retirement. And uh, Sam, we've got to take a break. Uh, what's coming up next? I think it's going to have something to do with uh, your family, uh, the spouse, and you. Yeah, yeah. when it comes to retiring in that, absolutely. What we're going to tackle when we come back is how to prepare for one spouse to retire while the other is still working. Now, there's some internal things there, Chuck, that you're going to have to work out, but we'll give you the skinny on the things that you need to do to make sure that you're ready for that. Listening to your retirement, I'm consumer advocate Chuck Kate, and we're going to have a very fun segment here with Sam Duell and Luke Van Abel. And uh, remember, it is your retirement and the way you can reach uh, these retirement specialists because they are the specialists for your retirement in the Fox Valley. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And you'll get uh, your uh, well retirement lifestyle review. Sit down, get a second opinion. Uh, they are here at your service. And again, this, as you mentioned before, there's going to be a lot of different ramifications here because I think uh, this segment can be uh, best uh, boiled down to, you go to work, I'll go to the beach, and then we'll see you <laughs> later on at, at dinner. And I'm not going to say if, 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 if it's your wife or your husband that's going to be working, but if you're near retirement and your spouse is not, you have situations like this, I'm sure, that you've seen, gentlemen, and uh, uh, what we do and what we have to do to make sure the transition's smooth and that we don't uh, run short of that all-important income is what we need to do. So... Uh, what do we do? I, I, I hear about spending plans. I hear about budgeting. I don't know if you like that term budget or spending plan, but uh, certainly you have to make a new one when you have one income uh, kind of taken away. Oh, for sure. You know, we have the, the absolute classic example of this right now that we're working our way through. <clears throat> um, we have a, a couple 
that um, we started working on this plan months ago. He knew that he wanted to uh, to start moving into retirement. Um, she was going to continue to work. So we started putting together the plan for them to be able to do that. And we are down to the point now, I believe he has either one or two Mondays left to work uh, on his calendar. Not that he's keeping track, but he's very close. He's down to a matter of weeks before uh, he will be done. And one of the interesting things that they did, Chuck, was they made the new budget. And they said, okay, here's what we live on. Here's what we, we think we'll live on post-retirement. But for several months now, they have acted as if his income was not there. In other words, they've just been putting that into savings, and they've been living on her income. Uh, and it has worked out spectacularly well. I wish that I was, you know, I wish that I was smart enough to have came up with that idea they did that themselves and they brought that to us and i said that is genius that is absolutely what every person should do so if you're thinking about doing that folks do that one spouse is going to retire the other one's going to continue to work take a look at that budget but at the same time do a voluntary restriction of income to where you start living on the retired spouse's income and see or start living on the, the the spouse's income that's going to continue to work and then let's say that the other spouse is going to get a pension or something like that put that in to your spending right now mm -hmm. because it's going to be there when you retire but take the cut now if you're going to be taking a reduction in pay do it now test drive it for a matter of months right. and see how it works for you yeah i think that's a very good point and i think that not only from a financial standpoint but now you have to say to yourself what am i going to do with all this extra time so you've got to have a game plan for that right luke right you know you lose out on you know two thousand hours a year or 20 between 2,000 and 2,200 hours a year that you spent at your job. So having a game plan for your time, how you want to spend that, um, for the spouse that is at home, you know, how are you going to justify, you know, all, all yeah. that time you're spending at home, Yeah. Uh, whether it's, you know, keeping up on the honeydew list or whatnot. But um, exactly, you want to be able to account for that time. You can only wash so many dishes, right, or clean the floors <laughs> so yeah. many, or the toilets or whatever. <laughs> All right, right, now we chuckled before. I know, Sam, we were talking about, uh, and I think I read your mind on this one before the break, when uh, we're talking about this segment when one spouse is working, one isn't. There's that transitory period, and it really can make an impact on your entire relationship, right? It can. You you have to keep that in mind. It's like, what is this going to look like? Um, it can have an impact on your relationship. You might need to adjust your personal routines a little bit. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, if you retire and the retired spouse, for some reason, is all of a sudden now they're going to become a night owl, uh, mm -hmm. you know, watching movies and stuff like that. And then the other person is still working. Well, they need to get to bed so that they can, you know, they can get a good night's rest for work the next day. Um, or maybe it's going to be a case where the the, the spouse that's working, they want to relax in the evening. The person that has been retired has just been at the house all day, so now they want to go out and socialize. So this is not just about, hey, one of us is going to retire. Can we afford it? It's about, hey, one of us is going to retire. Can we still maintain a good, healthy relationship? Because there's going to be a lot of give and take on both sides. There has to be considerations on both parties here. Um, and I would say to the person that's going to retire, you need to be extraordinarily and acutely aware of the fact that your spouse is still working. Mm -hmm. They may or may not want to still be going to that nine to five grind or, you know, you're all giddy, 
because you're not, but they're still working and going to that. So just be acutely aware and mindful that there are two people involved in retirement, not just one. Absolutely. And again, it's one of the other transitory times in one's relationship. The first one being when you are empty nesters. I think there's an adjustment period there. And then the second time would be uh, whether you've had children or not, that what you're talking about when one uh, uh, one of the spouses uh, both work, one decides to uh, hang it up because it's got another uh, uh, effect, and that is uh, Social Security. So you've got to have a plan for that. When are you going to take it? What, what's going to happen? How are you going to augment your income, right? Exactly. Married couples especially need to coordinate and plan for when they're going to take Social Security, what makes the most sense to maximize the benefit to the couple, not just thinking about the here and the now when they retire, but maybe considering, you know, if one of the spouses was more of a a primary earner, maybe the other one stayed at home, considering the benefit to that other spouse and the impact on the payment uh, and when you take that. So huge consideration. All right, another one, and I can speak from personal experience on this next one, guys, uh, with the health insurance, because when I decided um, to not take an offer from my hockey team at the age of 66, uh, I had Medicare to uh, with my um, uh, health insurance. But you have to make that consideration. you got to remember about health insurance, because if you're not over 65, or have reached 65, you've got a, a, an issue there if you decide to hang it up uh, when you don't have an employer insurance plan anymore to rely on. You bet. If you're not going to be able to swing on to your spouse's uh, insurance plan, you need to give some consideration to it because this will be a substantial income gap for you. I mean, we all know that health insurance is, uh, is very, very expensive. And uh, that is many, many times we find the number one Um, contributing factor in the number one decision that people are trying to make. Can we afford the retirement pre-65 and pay for health insurance? It's a sad state of affairs that we are at that point as a society, but it's true and you have to plan for it. Absolutely. So in this segment, once again, as we talk to Sam Duell and Luke Von Abel about uh, one spouse working, one not working, it's all about the plan, and they can help you through that as well by giving them a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 because there's a lot of things to think about, and one of them is perhaps uh, reducing uh, your portfolio risk because uh, you got less coming in. You might be doing things uh, of an investment nature, and you've got to watch yourself, uh, right? Right. So the working spouse in this scenario might you know, be continuing to save for retirement because they're still eligible to do so. But it's also important to start thinking about protecting the money that's already been accumulated. So retirees will often start to shift a portion of their hard-earned nest egg to more conservative investments. And as a team, as a as a husband and wife, when you're planning for this, you may you want to have some serious conversations with an advisor together to determine the best positioning for your retirement accounts to to make sure that they're in line with you know this new phase of your life absolutely well they've always talked about the rule of 100 you take your age subtract to the 100 and that's how much you should have at risk say i'm 70 years old i should have 70 percent of my money not at risk uh, i know that uh, you're probably believers of that but also as we wrap up this segment uh, we can talk about Roth conversions because uh, we don't want to make mistakes uh, or spousal IRAs. Uh, these are things that you uh, that can help mitigate any problems when one uh, 
uh, uh, you decides to hang it up work-wise. Oh, absolutely. And we talk extensively about taxes, tax efficiency, uh, usage of funds uh, on this program, and we do that extensively in our office. It's one of the things that we are noted for by those of you that have saved significant amounts into your qualified retirement plans. Uh, that's why you come and see us, because you understand there's going to be a tax problem later. But this could be an opportune time if we were to earn uh, a two-income earner household, now we're going to go down to one. We're going to significantly drop the income. Well, we need to look at that because it could be that you're going to drop a tax bracket. Let's say that you've always been in that 24% tax bracket, and now you're going to drop down to a 22, or maybe you're going to drop down to a 12. Um, if that's the case, wonderful time to start to, talking about doing tax con, uh, doing Roth IRA conversions. I mean, think about this, folks. Those of you that are higher income earners, those of you that have saved for retirement. If you were a higher income earner, you probably realized a tax savings on that money you put into that 401k plan on a higher income. So maybe you realized a tax savings of 24% when you put it in there. Well, now all of a sudden, if we get this window of opportunity and you can do some Roth conversions when you're only going to be in a 12 or 22% tax bracket, boy, you, you really did it right at that point in time. That's the people that benefit fit the most from from IRA conversions uh, is not the people that that save 12% and then pay 12% when they take it out. No, it's the people that were in a higher tax bracket and then they remove the money or convert it at a lower one. And remember as well, if there's still one spouse working, you can do an IRA contribution for the non-working spouse. It's called a spousal IRA. Uh, and if you're over the age of 50, you could put in $6,500. The only rule is you have to be married. You have to file a joint return, and you have to have earned income of at least the amount being contributed. Absolutely. So it's an educational process, Chuck. That's what we do when you come in for the Retirement Lifestyle Review. Um, We talk to you about when are you going to retire, how are you going to retire, what do you want this retirement to look like, Uh, and we just want to make sure that you are going to be in the right place at the right time. And it's all about education. This isn't about selling things. This isn't about products. This isn't about any of those things. It's realizing where are you at, what risk level are you now, Hey, if you want to drop that risk uh, risk exposure, then we need to start doing some analysis of that today to find out what risk level are you at. It all starts with the phone call. It all starts with the Retirement Lifestyle Review. Absolutely, and that's where you can call Sam or Andy or Luke at 866-203-7486 and get your Retirement Lifestyle Review and also a copy of Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement, and uh, you'll get the straight story about retirement planning. They're there for you. You've got the questions. They'll give you the answers, 866-203-7486, because remember, at uh, Dual Financial Strategies, they have always said It's your retirement, and it's important to you, and it's important to them to put you on the right track and answer those questions. So give Sam a call, and Andy and Luke at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. Well, the show has just flown by, and I think that you're ready to answer some questions possibly in the next segment. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's that time. You've got questions. We've got answers. That and more right after this.
Well, it's question and answer time now on your retirement uh, here uh, with uh, Sam Duell and Luke Van Abel. We have uh, a chance to uh, get uh, your questions answered here uh, with uh, Dual Financial Strategies because remember, it is your retirement, and that's what this show is all about. This is the Your Retirement Show, and I think uh, Sam and Luke are ready to go uh, to uh, answer some of our questions from uh, various and sundry locations in the Fox Valley. Are you not, gentlemen? You ready to go? I know you had uh, uh, synchronous absolutes in the, uh, uh, the last segment there. I like that. You guys are on the same wavelength. Yeah, we're practicing for the Olympics for that. It's a new Olympic event. <laughs> yeah, synchro- Synchron- synchronous radio, I believe they call it. There you go. <laughs> synchronous linguistics, I think. Are we- yes, that's it, too. Oh, Very nice. Yeah, I, I see. All right, let's go to uh, Fred and Kimberly. Uh, says, when you withdraw monies from a 401k plan and pay the taxes and then reinvest the balance into a Roth 401k, is there a waiting period of five years before the profit is tax-free? Also, double-barrel question here, if you do this yearly, must each conversion amount be held for five years? Or once the Roth 401k is open, is it only one five-year period? That's a great question, Fred, and it's one that there is an awful lot of confusion. I I believe that probably the withdrawal rules from a Roth IRA are one of the most confusing ones uh, that there are out there. I Believe it or not, we've even had instances in the past where uh, tax preparers didn't understand the way it works. So the, the rule is... If you're going to uh, to do a Roth IRA, everybody knows about that five-year holding period. And yes, the five-year holding period applies to profit only. It does not apply to deposits. So in other words, let's say that you put you converted $30,000 into that Roth IRA, uh, and then a year later it's worth $35,000. Well, you could take the $30,000 out of there. There's no penalty for that uh, because that's your money. It's the $5,000 that you would be penalized on. And then once you go past that five-year waiting period, then you're good to go on everything, both the uh, original deposit plus the profits, if you're over the age of 59 and a half, are okay. Uh, The second part of your question, if you do this yearly, must each conversion amount be held for five years? The answer to that question is no. It is an entirety of five years. This is not um, this is not singular years. It's five years in total. So you could do a conversion year one, year three, year five. The rules apply exactly the same for each one. You do not restart the waiting period every time you make a deposit into the Roth. Yeah, I think that. A, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Luke. It puts. Um, you know, the sooner you open the Roth, then the better. The better really. you are, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. That's so confusing. You know, I was always confused when I opened up a Roth that way, too, and, and, and I'm doing Roth conversions right now, and I've always had a question about when. But, I, of course, I'm going to be uh, – I probably won't be touching any of that for a long time anyway because I've got some other investments that I'll have to pay taxes on when the old dreaded RMDs come along at the age of 72. But the, and that's that's – that's coming. What is that's more than a week away for you though, right? Uh yeah, it'll be two years, seven months, three days. Not uh, that you're ca- not that you're counting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go to uh, Appleton now. And Paul has a question. I'm fairly confident that my dividend-paying stocks will provide the income that I need in retirement, but sometimes I wonder if I'm relying too heavily on that plan. Uh, do I need to uh, diversify the income side of my portfolio? Well, it's really challenging to know paul um just because not seeing 
you know, what's made up in that plan. Um, you know, too often we see plans where um, there's kind of this illusion of diversification among the, the holdings inside of there. So, you know, it could depend on whether that's a few different holdings that you have that are producing that income or whether you have, you know, a well-diversified portfolio covering multiple different areas providing that dividend that you're going to need for income. Yeah, because it's, you know, what can happen there is if you're just all if you're just all in on let's just say like one asset class like right. typically asset classes would be things like real estate commodities things of that nature um manufacturing so if it's just you know if it's all just dividend yielding manufacturing stocks uh you know you may be a little thin there even though you've got eight or ten of them and they're paying good dividends if something happens to the manufacturing sector we get rampant inflation something like that uh and those companies can't pay that dividend because the one thing to remember paul and everyone else listening is that those dividends are in no way shape form or fashion guaranteed they are simply, uh, a, you know, they're simply a payout of excess profit uh, to the shareholders rather than going back into the company. So if there is no profit to pay out in the form of a dividend, then they can, will, and do cut dividends. So I would probably be more comfortable. First of all, we, we need to have you come in and let's do a retirement lifestyle review for Absolutely. you and just see what proportion of your portfolio those cover and what risk levels you're actually setting at. Um, but I would probably be inclined to say, you know, you may not have as many eggs in your basket as you think you do. And if you're relying on that for income, particularly if it's something you rely on, you might want to do some diversification there. Mm -hmm. All right. yeah. I don't want you to get into trouble with that later on. And, and uh, you know, the other thing, Chuck, that happens with people when they're too heavily into one area like that is if we take some sort of a major market downturn and all of a sudden those stocks of Paul's lose 50% and all of a sudden his million-dollar portfolio becomes 500000 even if it's still paying the same dividend level, uh, the percentage of dividend payout is higher. But just the mere fact that they've lost that much money in the capital value of it can be di very disconcerting to people. That can have a very negative emotional effect on people in retirement. Well, Absolutely. Your, in your yeah. income payments are basically going to go in half. So, well, if, as long as you're not, as long as you maintain shares, you should be okay. If, if the company doesn't, if the company doesn't drop the dividend, yeah, sure. If, yeah. the, if it, the value of the portfolio is half, right. though, yeah. But that so. you're, you're telling me you're talking about uh, people pulling their hair out if they have any uh, to pull out <laughs> because you can't make that up. I mean, when you're talking about a fifty percent drop, which is very drastic, and but it's very possible uh, that you, you you can't make that up overnight. You, you can't make no. that up over in a five year period because I think a lot of people don't realize. If you lose 50% and then you come back to even, you still haven't gained anything. I mean, it, no. it takes you so long to get to back to even that uh, you're still behind the eight ball. But and the crazy thing, Chuck, is to get back to even at that level, if you lose 50%, you have to get 100% return on your money yeah. just to get yourself back to where you started at. Absolutely. That's, I guess, what I was, you, you said it so much more eloquently than I was. I was thinking about what how to say it, and you're absolutely right. you got to get to that 100%, Mark, just to – to get it all back. And that's where uh, you have to have the uh, fine advice because it is your retirement of, of Sam and Luke and Andy at uh, Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. They serve you here in the Fox Valley and we still have one more inquisitor as uh, we uh, continue on with this segment uh, here on your retirement. 
Ashley's in Green Bay, has $60,000 in a savings account. Also, she says, I've got a, an IRA account, and I want to invest the $60,000 so it can grow, but I'm uh, a little nervous about investing it right now. Uh, how do I invest all or some of this money uh, with a very cautious approach? I'm 63 and plan to retire in two years. That's an excellent question, Ashley. It's one that we've been getting a lot lately because many people are afraid of just jumping into the market right now because of it being at record highs, uh, because of the uncertainty of future taxes, the uncertainty of the economy, the uncertainty of inflation. Um, certainly, people are very, very nervous about that. Uh, you know, when you when you use the word cautious, um, I would say probably you might want to diversify some of that money into some type of instruments that would protect your principal, uh, would would make it to where you couldn't lose principal, you couldn't lose accrued interest. Um, there's only a few choices when you get to that. That obviously you probably don't want to just stay in cash. Um, CDs today are are awfully difficult because they don't pay much. Uh, I think you're lucky to make a percent or so in a CD. Um, you know you can go to uh, uh, maybe fixed annuities could be an, an option for you doing a shorter term fixed annuity. Uh, most of those are paying the low single digits, maybe two or three percent on something like that. Um, you could use an offshoot of something like that. Uh, there's a there's a uh, choice that insurance companies offer called a fixed indexed annuity. Uh, it's an interesting concept because it does allow you to take advantage of any market gains that may be in place. So if this market does remain positive for this couple of years uh, while you're uh, while you're you're waiting to retire you could get um, a, a portion of those gains credited to your account as an interest credit. Uh, and the nice thing about those is that your original deposit is protected from downturn, and then any subsequent accrued interest that you make in that, that is uh, protected from downturn as well. You can never be credited with a negative rate of return. Uh, you might use part of that, and then when you hit 65, Chuck, uh, she could start withdrawing uh, up to 10% a year uh, from something like that without penalty. Uh, and that could be a nice buffer for you to where you have part of it in something that's principal protected and part of it into something uh, that would maybe still make some higher gains in the market, but you help balance you out. It would give you some nice risk diversification. Absolutely. So it's all about the plan, and it's all about sitting down with Sam or Luke or Andy at uh, Dual Financial Strategies and giving them a call because they will set you straight on your retirement. Maybe you want a second opinion. Well, give them a call, 866-203-7486, to get your retirement lifestyle review. Everybody needs one, whether you know it or not. You think you may be on the right path, but you may not. And I'll tell you what, uh, the people at uh, Dual Financial Strategies, from Sam to Andy to Luke, will set you in the right direction. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. And they serve the Fox Valley well. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Sam will be in a good mood when you come in, that he'll give you a copy of his book, Purpose Determines Placement. Well, gentlemen, it's been a fine hour here, and I hope our listeners have gotten a lot out of it. Uh, what are your final thoughts, Sam? You know, Chuck, it's just getting in to get that thing done. It's just it's just taking a look at it. Um, I saw a quote here recently that I thought was so impactful, and it's so true of many people today, uh, that being that people will panic to find a charger when their phones are going to die, but they don't panic to find a plan when their dreams are going to die. Retirement for you is a dream. Retirement for you is hard-earned. It's deserved. Folks, don't let it die on you. Don't let the next massive market downturn that we've got coming down the pipe here uh, take you away. Don't let inflation hurt you. 
Don't let administrative decisions hurt you. Don't allow yourself to let your dreams die simply because you're not doing anything. That's what we're here for. That's all we do every day. We're looking forward to meeting you. We're looking forward to being a part of your life. And we're looking forward to helping you with realizing your dreams in your retirement. Thanks for listening to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Gate. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.